afternoon, people and ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on EGC's Hawk Radio. Glad to be back, folks. Uh, but this might be the last episode of uh, Tom's Pop and Radio Show. Uh, it, we, you know, we could possibly d- continue to do this as part of like an internship or whatnot. But as far as class is concerned, this is indeed the final episode to the show. So, uh, in, in case this is the final episode, it was great doing this. For as long as we did, know it's been great doing this show with you. Um, and if this is the last episode, yeah, it's uh, it's been a blast, man, hanging out with you, doing all these stories and whatnot. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's been a pleasure. And now for our final act, as we promised our audience for our grand going away presence, we promised them the best show we can give them. Can you absolutely. Provide? Hopefully. Or at least I can give him the biggest train wreck, wreck because uh, I'll be honest, people, I am not feeling my best at all. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I'm sort of having to do this show when I'm like uh, not really the best sleep schedule. So you, kn- you know what? Maybe this will be the best train wreck ever, and that'll be your grand finale. <laughs> but yeah, folks, fear, this this is huh? Fear not, my grand audience. For whatever slack he may provide, I'll be I'll, I'll always be there to pick it up. Mm, oh, I see. That's yes, of course. That's why I have my sidekick with me, don't I? <laughs> there, he's he. You're there when when the hero's down. All right, so folks, for our for our for our, might for our, our final show or what might be our final show, we've got what we'll talk about what we consider to be the best Star Wars game. We'll talk about uh, how they're, why Black Panther 2 was given the name it was. And we'll also talk about uh, why, um, why Sony hates crossplay. All this and more right after the break. One, two, three, uh.
Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HCC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, well, the show just started. For our first story, we've got what was the best Star Wars game. So, uh, it was Star Wars Day this week, also known as May the 4th Be With You. And uh, while we can't do this show on Star Wars Day, I figured it would be still nice to at least celebrate the you know, the occasion with, uh, talking about, you know, what is, what, you know, what exactly is our favorite Star Wars game of the franchise, and to segue into this segment, we have an article, an opinion, uh, article by Kotaku talking about what this guy, what he thinks the, uh, what, what his favorite Star Wars game is, we'll take a look at it, and then we'll go on to, like, what Noah and I have to say, so... So here's the story article by Kotaku. You've no doubt seen countless lists of the best video games set in the Star Wars universe today, since so many websites like to do those things on May 4th. I'd like to try something a little different and tell you what the best Star Wars video game is. The former is telling you about excellent video games that just so happen to feature characters and locations from Star War- the Star Wars universe. X-Wing, Super Star Wars, Pod Racer, etc. You know the list. They're usually pretty similar. The latter, which I'm more interested in, is more about which game is most faithful to the look and feel to the Star Wars movies, preferably the original trilogy, since that's the one with the biggest legacy and influence. Um, Which game most feels like it actually belongs in the Star Wars universe? For me... That game is Dark Forces, a first-person shooter released in 1995. Dark Forces just feels right, like someone shook the end of Empire Strikes Back and f- and this game fell out. As dark and as real as, th- as the Star Wars game was ever going to get. For starters, it looks the part. It reuses locations and design cues from the original trilogy, like the interiors of the Imperial st- installations, including the exterior. And, um, or including the Executor, uh, cobble together firearms and gritty desert huts, but where it needs to create new areas, it leans heavily, heavily on existing Star Wars themes. Um, there's no time in Dark Forces, and this is a rarity in Star Wars games, where you can point to where the actual Star Wars designs end and the work of LucasArts' own artists begin. Everything you see in Dark Forces, from the walls to the guns to the ships, looks like it was designed by Ralph McQuarrie and belongs in one of George Lucas's original films. Few Star Wars games could resist the lure, the lure of typing themse- tying themselves with, with the films somehow. The X-Wing games dabbled in all three of the original flicks, from trench runs to Hoth evacuations. Uh, to more Death Stars, while Shadow of the Empire did a pretty good job of slotting itself in between movies. It looked, it looked Star Wars, and it sounded Star Wars, and it felt Star Wars, but rather than try to mooch off any particular movie or scene, which ultimate, ultimately undermines the uh, entire process, it set out and succeeded in doing so on its own terms. You never flew alongside Luke Skywalker or fought Darth Vader, though this game couldn't resist a Jabba cameo, but you still felt like you were living through the same world they inhabited. It's testament to the strength of the characters and designs in this game that for a 90s FPS game that has all but faded into insignificance, Dark Forces still resonates with Star Wars fans outside of the game scene. Kyle's ship, the Maldi Crow, has been introduced into the hugely popular X-Wing mini- Miniatures tabletop game, while the Dark Trooper design became expanded universe canon before spawning an action figure and recently earning a starring role in The Mandalorian. If you've never played Dark Forces or have, or have 
or have and want to play it again. It's available on the major downloadable stores. You won't get much mileage out of the gameplay, which is more Doom than Half-Life, but the cutscenes and overall vibe are as good today as they were back in 1995. Uh, and again, uh, this article came from Kotaku. So that's the segue into this segment. So yeah, he in, his, in this dude's opinion, Dark Forces is the best Star Wars game. Uh, Noah, I think I'll let you take the lead on this one. What do you feel like is the best Star Wars game? Well, I've never really played Dark Forces, was it? But yeah. in my in my opinion, it'd have to be a tie depending on it could tip in either way depending on which you on what you kinda of prefer. If it's multiplayer wise, then I guess I'd prefer one of those one of the classic Battlefront games. Right. Did I ever play one of those with you? I can't remember. I mean, we played the reboot, the EA reboot of the first uh, game. I actually, I think we played both the first Battlefront and second EA Battlefront games together. Uh, but I don't think we ever played the original Battlefront together. No. But well, yeah, that is a classic. When, um, well, back when I was when I back when I used to play my PS2, that was one of my favorite video games to play with a friend. It was so, it was so. Uh, well, it's basically got the whole war vibe. I never really got that from the newer ones, though. So I kind of, so I kind of prefer the classics. Of course, I actually I mean... had a, I actually had a friend of mine who actually preferred. I preferred this this Battlefront Two classic one, but he preferred my friend of mine preferred the previous one because of um, complicated reasons. But not enough time to go into that. But if we're going, but if we go in that direction, it, if you only consider story wise. Then I guess my favorite would have to be the Fallen Jedi Fallen Order, I believe the title was. Yeah. Um, Do you know about that one? I, I know about it. I personally haven't played it myself, so I can't really say anything about it. Uh, but I will have to agree with you. Like, if you're into multiplayer games or whatnot, the old school Battlefront games are a fantastic treat. And even like you know, EA with all their problems, I think the the new Battlefront games are just as good too. Uh, you know, especially if you like, if you like you know the typical modern day shooters and whatnot, FPS games. The new Battlefront games make for like really good shooters, and you can also play as various characters from the Star Wars universe, like Dark. Vader or Luke Skywalker or, or Han Solo or anything like that and shows you how much of a boomer I am because I can only think of like uh, characters from the from the original trilogy. <laughs> Did you say boomer or boomer? Boomer. Oh, I get it. Tom Boom. No, no, like you've never heard the, the word boomer before? No, I know what you mean. I was just referring it to your name i, I just forget it yeah it's uh, okay uh well it didn't have anything to do with that but okay yeah, uh it's it, well i guess i'm i'm tom boomer <laughs> that that's that's my new name that's that's who my, that's what i that's my that's who i am <laughs> but uh yeah you have so to go to the bathroom then? what's that you have to go to the bathroom then uh, not yet. Maybe when we go on break. Um, but yeah. So it um, Star Wars is uh, it, again the Battlefront games are great. The new ones are especially great if you like the current FPS games. The but if you're like if you're into the classic games, the original ones will definitely suffice. And uh, but I like what what Noah was saying. If you're into story based games, I I've heard a lot of great things about the Fallen Order. But I've never really played that, so for me, like, one of the best Star Wars games was probably, like, The Force Awakens, you know, like, 1 and 2. The story was really confusing about, like, the main character. Like, he was, like, a Jedi, but, like, it turned out to be a clone, and then he was, like, a Sith Lord and whatnot. Uh, but the one thing I really loved about that game was the action. The action was absolutely fantastic 
in the game um you know you you it was the i think it was like the closest we would have ever we've ever gotten to like uh a mature rated star wars game like it's not mature rated but like some of the, like the violence like where he's like killing clone troopers with you know lightsabers and whatnot like you can see like the you you can see like stormtroopers being cut in half and like whatnot but like there's no blood or anything and you know that game was always fascinating to me for that reason uh but yeah would you like would you like to see a remastered version probably i mean it was it was a great game you know story even though the story was kind of confusing I, I still enjoyed it yeah All right, well, folks, I guess we'll just move on. <laughs> uh, oh, I, uh, oh, you're not. Oh, you're done. We out of time. I, I, well, not much time. Uh, can you can you make it quick? What you were gonna say? All right, all right, folks. I know it's a bit late to say this, but considering we're what a day past, but I'll say it anyway. May the fourth be with you, even though that was yesterday. Even though that was yesterday, hey, at least we we'll we'll celebrate it this week. You know, we'll you'll, you'll we you take what you can get. Like life is full of lemons, and in you know you just gotta make lemonade with, with your lemons. And that's for today. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Oh, it's Cinco de Mayo today. I didn't. Oh, cool, cool. Happy Cinco de Mayo, people. Um. All right. So, uh, we'll 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 go, we'll go on a break, folks. And when we come back, we'll talk about why black panther 2 has the name that it does and uh at what when and no black panther 2 is not the actual name uh we'll tell you what the name is right after the break or you can just google it i suppose <laughs> bye bye folks the girl them skill some give it to, some give it to, some give it to, to our girls. Five million and forty naughty shorty. Baby girl, I'm a girl, I'm a girl. Thunderball said, well, I'm on the way the time. Cool, I want to be keeping you warm. I got the right temperature for shelter you from the storm. Hold on, girl, I got the right tactics to turn you on. And girl, I want to be the papa, you can be the mom. See the girl, them broke out on the floor From your door, one a work is for farmer From your door, one a man where can't turn you one Girl, me can see you when them upon ya Can't turn for the long, no eat, no yam, no steam fish, no, no green banana But down in Jamaica, we give it to your heart like a sauna Well, I'm on the way the time Cool, I wanna be keeping you warm I got the right temperature for shelter you from the storm Hold on, girl, I got the right tactics to turn you on And girl, I wanna be the papa, you can be the mom but you know we are sad cause girl you're impressed out And if it is out of me if it is out Cause I got the remedy for make you de-stress out Me have a plan to become a god bless out And girl if you want it you have to confess out And alive where we need set speed If it is too much as out Well I'm on the way the time Cool I wanna be keeping you warm I got the right temperature for shelter you from the storm Hold on girl I got the right tactics to turn you on And girl I wanna be the papa you can be the mom I'm a crazy now, this street, drop it and I bridge it on flavor show. Time to make baby now, so stop going like you, I get shady, yo. Woman, don't blame me now, cause I'm a fits and fuck not greedy, yo. My loving is the way to go, my loving is the way to go. Well, woman, the way the time cold, I wanna be keeping you warm. I got the right temperature for shelter you from the storm. Hold on, girl, I got the right tactics to turn you on. And girl, I wanna be the papa, you can be the mom. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HGC's Hawk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we were discussing uh, what we consider to be the best Star Wars game. We didn't come down to one single game. There's a variety of games you can choose from. But now we're going to talk about why Black Panther 2 has the title it does. You know, as, as you all know, it was a no. You got you're smiling. What are you smiling about? <laughs> I know this can't is I off topic, smile? but it's uh, what? Uh, can I just smile? But since I had the mic, I'll go ahead and what 
and cue our audience into what you're alluding to. The title of Black Panther 2 is officially Wakanda Forever. Uh, you broke the story? How dare you? I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, this information was released in a recent kind of tribute to the MCU movies. Okay. Right, right, right. So... Uh, why? So why is it called this name? Well, we'll let's let's look at this article by Screen Rant and find out more about it. Ah, oh, you ruined the surprise. I was gonna have a drum roll and everything. Uh, whatever. Okay, Black Panther Two has been in the works for some time now, with Ryan Coogler back as as writer and director. There aren't many details about what the film will be about, and the sequel had to be reworked following Chadwick Boseman's untimely and tragic death last year. However, Marvel Studios confirmed the title of the film officially called Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and it's actually quite perfect for various reasons. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is a nod to the, to the salute used by citizens of the f fictional African country. The Wakanda Forever salute became especially popular following the release of 2018's Black Panther. With hands curled into fists and arms crossed over one's chest, the gesture was all, was used as a greeting by Wakandans, and it was also a, a symbol of utmost respect. It was also the phrase and salute employed right before battle as exemplified by T'Challa right before fighting Thanos in Avengers Infinity War. Wakanda forever signified longevity, and meaning well beyond the framework of the first film. The phrase was all over social media when Black Panther first arrived in theaters and years later remains a central symbol of the film, one that has taken on even more meaning than ever before. While the title is a reference to the gesture itself, Black Panther Wakanda Forever also speaks to the lasting impact and power of the first film, which is now firmly embedded in pop culture. Most everyone knows what it means when someone does the Wakanda Forever salute, even when they may not, uh, even when they may not say the words. Black Panther made history as both a film and as an individual character, and the effects of either cannot be overstated. In this vein, Wakanda's influence lives on forever, and the sequel's title is very much a nod to this idea. What's more, Black Panther 2's production had to move forward with Boz without Bozeman passed away after battling colon cancer for four years with the role of T'Challa not being recast and the film having to shift its focus away from his character's journey Black Panther Wakanda Forever also touches upon Bozeman's lasting legacy in his time in the role it's unclear how Wakanda Forever will explain why T'Challa uh, is no longer at the center of the film but the title makes it clear that his memory lives on regardless and again, this is an article by Screen Rant. Uh, so yeah, uh, and I figured that's why it was it, it, they titled the film the way it was too. Like the title, to me, it feels like it's meant to be like you know to pay respects to Chadwick Boseman and the legacy that he had as a as a, an actor and whatnot. You know, this was definitely. Black Panther was definitely one of his biggest roles in his film career. And I think he was doing all of this. You know, keep in mind, he was battling cancer for the past four years, you know, prior to the time that he passed away. So I think he was battling cancer, you know, colon cancer when he was doing these films like, you know, you know, like the even the original Black Panther. So... You know, you, you gotta give props to this guy for that. Um, and uh, I'm not sure how they're gonna make a Black Panther movie work without that character being center stage. Um, I under, you know, I understand that they don't want to recast this this role. In you know, I completely understand that, but. Uh, at the same time, I feel like it's going to be more, I don't know, you know, it, I'm sure it'll be cool for like world building and whatnot to uh, have these characters center stage, but I don't know. I'm not sure how well this could work. 
Uh, but Noah, what do you what do you think? Uh, could could we could you could, can they potentially do a a Black Panther film without T'Challa or or Black Panther? Yes, I believe so. There are other potential candidates, and now that now that Chadwick Boseman has unfortunately passed away, they'll need to pass on the role of Black Panther to someone new. Which means this, which means now this new film's plot, like has likely changed from its original, from the original concept the creators had for it. So I'm best guess this next film will be about discovering the next Black Panther. Uh, possibly, yeah. Um... For example, a strong candidate would be Shuri. Yeah. Uh. And that's possible, definitely. Uh, but, you know, just keep in mind, Noah. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, for a second, I thought you said, oh, well, I guess they're going to have to find a new Black Panther, which, now that you give it more context, I understand what you mean by that, because they're not going to recast Black Panther. Like, they stated, like, the the article stated that, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to recast T'Challa's character, you know, they're just they're gonna let that character die off or what or whatever. Um, I believe, but I believe I heard somewhere, I believe I heard somewhere that they plan to honor Chadwick Boseman's memory and time as Black Panther. Yeah. Cool. And to that extent, I find it. Um, for I find it perfectly acceptable that they just chain get the mantle to someone who's already been introduced in the movies rather than be recast though i hear some fans would probably disagree with that but i'm interested to see how they'll tribute chapka bozeman and the black panther in the wakanda forever yeah since, since a lot of fans chapka bozeman is the black panther yeah um yeah it's i mean i understand people feel that way uh if um but i think and uh i i think marvel studios is gonna go for like a similar mindset in that regard too because i don't think uh it's gonna be about finding the black panther as a, as it's gonna be more so like focusing on stores on a story or at least stories around like the wakanda uh you know country like there's gonna be a lot more world building that's involved with this and so i don't think you're gonna see a whole lot of like oh you know here's t'challa or here's or or not sorry like it's like here's shuri and here's other characters from black panther and what they're all about so uh you know that's all um that's you know all i gotta say on that um uh so coming up next we've got uh oh actually no song no uh no song break so we'll we'll just can we'll just plow right through this uh remember folks you're listening to tom's poppin radio show on hcc's hawk radio um so the next couple stories we're gonna talk about uh they sort of they're they're two separate stories but they're they both uh sort of surround like the same issue if that makes sense so uh it's or actually oh wait no 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 no. uh it's not the next two stories my bad folks but we're gonna have two stories coming up for this episode of the show that revolve around the same issue but they're two separate stories um and just to give context for like what's going on um there is a big big lawsuit that's going on between epic games and apple i can't get into too much detail about it because it, it would be it would take too much time to get into it but we're gonna cover individual stories that have come out within this lawsuit uh this first story is and if i can find my place i swiped my finger and now okay here it is um so for for this first 
uh, story re revolving around the lawsuit. Google Stadia online servers might be rolled back, and this is by Video Game Chronicles. Uh, so let's read the story and figure out what's up. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney has suggested that the Google Stadia service has been significantly cut back as he understands it. The comment came during the ongoing Epic vs. Apple court case where at one point Sweeney was being asked questions by Epic's lawyer. Um, do you know whether or not Google Stadia is in existence today? Uh, the lawyer asked as reported by The Verge's Addie Robertson. The judge then objected to the question suggesting that Sweeney's potential answer could result in confidential information being made public. Epic's lawyer stated that it had been publicly reported that Stadia had been shut down. Uh, VGC is unaware of such reports. My understanding is that after the, a public launch, Google Stadia has been very significantly scaled back, Sweeney replied. Robertson's reporting of the exchange was corroborated by Axios' Stephen Totilio, who tweeted, Sweeney was asked if Stadia had been shut down and Judge cuts in, worrying his answer might reveal secret info. Sweeney just says he, he believes it's been scaled back. Yesterday, it was reported that a senior member of Google Stadia team had left the company. Um, and again, this is an article by uh, uh, Video Game Chronicles reporting what's going on with the Stadia. So, I don't know what how Google Stadia plays a, a part in the lawsuit, but I will say what I will definitely say, however, is I think one hundred percent Stadia is gonna is uh shutting down. I mean, a lot of people really you know didn't even play the console like or were were that excited about the console. You know, I can't imagine you know the sales were that great, and you know from from what I understand, like sales weren't even that great i mean we we've we've already seen in the past if you've been paying attention to some of this google stadia drama i'm sure some of you might have even forgotten about it at this point but uh if you're not aware a while back uh google stadia like um uh google stadia had shut down uh its google stadia games development studios that were located in montreal and Los Angeles and the reason they did it is for because of financial reasons you know you know those two studios were essentially made uh, were created so that uh, they had uh, two studios to make you know games exclusively for the stadia but they shut down uh, those two studios so now uh, which first of all that leaves a bunch of people without of a job and but also like now there's like less of an incentive for people to buy the you know google stadia like it's what and you know i i can't really blame why i mean most people don't like the idea of like a an, an online only a, an entirely cloud-based service like that doesn't appeal to a lot of people but from what tim sweeney was saying it sounds like it's going to go even further because you know they're going to roll back even more of the services for Google Stadia, and I can't blame them, man. It's I, I have a feeling like that Google Stadia as a service is just gonna get shut down, and then the console's just gonna be obsolete at that point because the whole point of that console was like, oh look, you can play all of your games through the cloud now and exclusively for the cloud. It was like, you know, it, it was like a, 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 it was supposed to be like a game console, of the future sort of deal. I don't know. But uh, Noah, what, what's uh, your takeaway from this uh, story? Do you think the Google Stadia is going to get shut down? Um, hard to say. I'm not really, really that well versed in this kind of biz political business kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But not really sure how serious this is compared to most serious things that these people deal with. How serious would you say this is? Uh, I think it's all about perspective. For the people who are working for these companies, it's very serious because it means they'll be out of a job. You know, for you and me, it's not really that significant. I mean, Google Stadia was never a console that appealed to me at all. Um, 
you know, I've heard that some games worked great on Google Stadia, like Cyberpunk 2077 and Red Dead Redemption 2 and all that, but, you know, I, I don't really care about, you know, you know, those are games that I already own for, like, other platforms. Like, I don't need Google Stadia to play those games on. Um, and also, like, I d you know, as someone who, who likes collecting video games, I don't like the idea of an exclusively cloud-based service. Like, that's not, that doesn't appeal to me. You know, I want, fit. I, I like to have physical copies of my games and whatnot. So, you know, for that reason, like, I don't want to have, like, a exclusively, like, online service. Because what happens if the... So if the server you know go servers go down permanently which it, it sounds like that might be the case for what's happening right now because if those servers are just go down permanently well then that's it you're not going to have any more google stadia games or whatnot so it's the console basically becomes obsolete at that point so i uh, see that is worrying indeed yeah so but tommy yeah. But tell me, tell me something. Now, how would this differ? Differ, would you say, if it went in the other direction? Would things uh, be more or less the same or different, too? You mean, what do I think will... will you, are you asking me what I think will happen if the... If the Google Stadia stays up? Um, if... Yeah. Yes, that is what I'm asking. I don't think that's going to happen because most people don't, uh, again, don't care about this console. Again, a lot of people, like, made jokes about this console when it first came out. I'm sure there are some people who did buy it and play some of these games. Again, from, you know, from what I heard, this is a really good console and uh, people really loved playing you know using this console for you know like it was it was the best console it was the best console platform that could run uh cyberpunk at the time so you know i don't know maybe it, now, it did something were you right. one of these people who what bought google stadia yes no i i just i said at the beginning of this segment i don't care about the google stadia Oh, uh, sorry. I guess I, guess I missed that part. All right. It's all right. All quick, right. Quick question. Quick, yeah. quick question. This was meant for Cyberpunk 77, but wasn't that game kind of recalled early on? No. I, I don't want to get too much into it, but basically uh, the, the, the film, the game was rushed to release. It was extremely buggy, buggy beyond ridiculousness of like how buggy it was from pc to a bunch of consoles it was it was it wasn't made for stadia it was actually meant to be more so for like pc if anything else but uh yeah it just it, it, it ran like it ran like crap uh but yeah folks uh we're gonna with that being said folks we're gonna go on a break uh for our next segment we've got uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds responding to a Deadpool-themed marriage proposal. Uh, pretty heart, uh, sweet and heartfelt story. We'll uh, look more into the to it right after the break. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying in chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta lope. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool, I'm the kind of cheater the little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light. Been 
situation they got me facing. I can't live a normal life. I was raised by the state, so I gotta be down with the hood team. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Got my tin in my hand and a gleam in my eye. I'm a low out gangster, set tripping banker. And my homies is down, so don't arouse my anger. Fool, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away. I'm living life to a dire. What can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24? The way things are going, I don't know. Alrighty, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Tom's Poppin' Radio Show on HEC's Hawk Radio. We got a sweet story for you, got for you folks today. Uh, we've got a um, a story by who was it again? Cineblend, I th- I believe it was Cineblend. Uh, and uh, there was a uh, someone. Okay, so there was a Deadpool themed. Uh, marriage proposal and the proposal was in you know you know in the style of Deadpool or made a Deadpool quote in his proposal so uh, and uh, not only that but Ryan Reynolds respond to said proposal so let's look more into it and see what everything happened what everything's about Um, those who watch the NFL draft know that in later rounds, special guests are brought in to announce draft picks for the various teams. During the sixth round, the Kansas City Chiefs recruited a couple to announce the selection of Trey Smith. However, after announcing the pick, the man turned to his girlfriend and proposed to her in the most Deadpool way possible. And uh, I wish I had, I had the time to write this down. But it, uh, basically, he said something along the lines of, "Oh, you're my favorite jigsaw. It's you're like a, a, a the perfect curvy jigsaw piece. You fit in my life just right, or, or or something like that." Wish I wrote down the the quote somewhere, but there was no quote on the article on what he said, and I I just didn't write it down in, in time. But he said something along those lines. Uh, and uh anyways uh anyways the kansas city chiefs uh tagged ryan reynolds in this post and ryan reynolds responded saying i thought everyone in kansas city was an ant-man fan (laughs) congrats to the happy couple and uh, for those of you who don't understand the joke uh basically paul rudd who's the actor that plays ant-man is from kansas city uh and and uh so you know that that's the joke behind why and uh that's and you know that's the what what the joke means um you know but uh, but as as the article states Deadpool has a pretty large following on of his own so it's no surprise that it expands to Kansas City the infamous anti-hero is also slated to get a third installment, but will a third installment in his film franchise, but will also have ties to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Throwing Wade Wilson into the mix with the other big names of the franchise should put even more eyes on him. And this is an article from I believe Cineblend. So, you know that's a, that's a pretty wholesome story about a couple man proposes to his girlfriend to be his wife and he uses because they're both fans of Deadpool use like a Deadpool quote you know they they use a uh, uses a Deadpool quote to um propose to his his girlfriend and it's it's a very wholesome moment and it's cool that like even Ryan Reynolds responded uh to it with his own joke I think Ryan Ryan Reynolds was by far like the best possible person to play is Deadpool like he, he's a great actor to fill that role it's it's just he didn't start out in the best of films for that character you know you know like I thought you know 
X-Men Origins Wolverine was an alright film, but I... <coughs> Bless you. Bless Excuse you. me. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I thought X-Men Origins was an alright film, but I, I hated the way that they depicted Deadpool in that film. and It, it was, you know, not right at all to, like, how the character is supposed to be. He was more of a pool, a pool of power. That's true. And that, and his mouth was shown, was shown shut, which was the greatest injustice, I believe. Yeah, because that flies in the face on what his character's about, where he doesn't, where he he always opens his mouth and he never shuts up. But I think you know that that yeah. He got a redo later on though when he got his own movies. That that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like like everyone knows Deadpool. Like a lot of people have seen his films. Like. You know, he Deadpool's a much more iconic character in pop culture now, um, and uh, it's a good it's a good film. And I'm just saying, like Ryan Reynolds is a great actor to fill that role. He role he just didn't have like the best. You know, he didn't have the best script for for that character when he first started playing the character. Is 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 what I mean by that? You know, Although, from what I've seen of Ryan Reynolds. When he plays Deadpool, I don't think he's acting. Yeah, uh, it, it seems like he's being himself when he plays that role. I I, I will agree with that. Um, and and now moving away from that, when it comes to propose proposals wise, I think we actually saw saw one of those hero theme proposals once. Oh yeah, dude! I remember. Okay, so this is a this is an interesting story, folks. Let's Way take back, you back when... to a, a Comic Con here in Florida years ago. Yes, so this happened years ago. So back when Stanley was still alive. So I want to say this was three or four years ago. So uh, basically, I was in line to. Uh, I I was in a Q and A line to. Uh, we and were. I was at a Stanley. Uh, huh. We were. I was there too. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. Noah was there too. <laughs> Let me tell you my story and Noah. <laughs> yeah, he was there too. Um, so basically, um, literally standing right behind you. Okay, it was, it was a joke, man. Calm down. <laughs> um, okay, so okay, so the story goes. Um, so we we both went to this Stanley, uh, Q and A panel, and I was in line to ask Stanley a question. Uh, in front of me, you know, Noah was behind me, as Noah has made that clear. <laughs> um, in front of me was a guy, and just before he went up to ask him to to ask his question, uh, he turned around and asked me, um, "Hey, can you hold can you hold my phone when I ask my question to Stanley?" He didn't tell me what his question was or anything like that. He just says, "Hey, can you hold my phone for me while I ask my question and and film the 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 event?" And I was uh, and I was confused because this is like the most surreal thing that's happened to me. And I'm like, "Okay, sure." And uh, so so he so he gave me his phone. You know, I flipped it like this. By the way, I'm, I'm going to be a videographer, and, and being the professional videographer I am, I flipped it. I flipped the camera sideways, <laughs> which ultimately I think there was a uh, was a good decision. Uh, but you know, so I started filming, and you know, I, I was getting, I made sure to get shots of the guy and the get shots of like the Stanley and the monitors, and when he appeared on screen, I got a shot of him too. Uh, um. And uh, what the guy basically said was, well, and uh, I, I don't know what kind of job this was, but and, and I also I need to give this for context. Uh, Stan Lee used to be not a pastor, but he used to have a have a job where he he could marry two people together. I, I, I don't know what the official name of that position is, but. He was ba basically like Stanley had a job where he he was legally allowed to marry two people, and that being the case, this guy went up to Stanley and asked him about that and said, 
Well, that being the case, I would like to propose to my girlfriend and ask her to marry me. And and uh, when he when he when he, when that ultimately came up, I was like, oh crap, this is a really important moment. And I was like really nervous because I was like, oh man, I I cannot screw this up. This is like a huge moment for this guy. And I remember my hands were kind of shaky too when I was holding the camera. So like. I was kind of freaking out, like, "Oh, I hope I hope I'm getting some good shots here." <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and, and and so what I what I ultimately did was I I shot, you know, you know the the screen, the Stanley, the guy's back, which probably wasn't the best choice. But when he announced when it was when he did the whole marriage proposal, like I took the camera brought it and then like panned the camera over to like the girlfriend you know followed her walking up to the you know got to her boyfriend him getting on his knee proposing and yeah and, and i think for and, and and then after all was said and done i gave him back his camera and yeah that was that but like wow that was the it was, i gotta say that was like the most surreal experience that i've ever been in being to one of these conventions and i almost miss it you know that's like like a huge thing uh, reason i miss conventions because you never know what's going to happen and then it, it is stories like that you know that that i want to it's because of stories like that that uh, uh, it's because of stories like that that i want to go back and uh you know it's uh, honestly being that i'm a tr that that uh i'm looking to be uh videographer as a as a full-time career it's kind of ironic he had me of all people film his uh you, you know uh ma marriage proposal because who knows like i could be the guy that's hired to film for his wedding <laughs> although that was three or four years ago that's probably all said and done now and he did not get an invite to their wedding no i i'm <laughs> well, i mean you know this was just a I know, right? I'm so offended. I'm so upset. <laughs> uh, it's it's cool. I mean, he was, this was just a random stranger from Comic Con at the end of the and day. And allow me so. to fill in a gap, a gap of your memory, as this compares to what happened with his Deadpool proposal, where the guy made a proposal in Deadpool fashion, right? Yeah. Well, this guy from this Comic Con we were at, who Tommy was just describing. He did something similar, and 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 not just in the way that he proposed in front of, by having, by having Stan Lee as a witness, but this guy pro proposed by in a comic book romantic fashion, as you could call it. He called his soon to be then fiance his Mary Jane. Oh yeah, I I think I remember that. Yeah, so yeah, and that was also like a sweet moment too. Uh, and again, and it was like a wholesome moment and it's stories like that on why I just miss going to Comic-Con and, uh, hopefully, you know, we, we're like, you know, a couple years into this pandemic. Hopefully things will change now that vaccines are rolling out and stuff like that. All right. Final so question, Tommy. what final question as a comic book and superhero fan yourself. Do you think you'll ever find yourself proposing in 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 a flamboyant way like like these two guys did? Uh, if I was if I was doing it for, in front of Stan Lee, then maybe, but he's passed away, so probably not. It, it it just depends on what my interests are versus what her interests are. All right, so uh, we gotta um uh okay, so we gotta move on now. Um. We we actually me telling this story we we ran over the time for our fifth segment so we've only got like four minutes left for this show uh, so briefly we'll get into what our next segment is uh, basically you know we want to get into why like Sony hates crossplay uh, this was an article by oh I forgot to write okay I think it was by Game Rand or something like that. Uh, so basically, and I, I don't have time to read the article, so I'll so I'll summarize what it's about. Basically, uh, and, and this is the other story that goes into like the Epic versus Apple lawsuit. Essentially, what it's about, it's um, what, what the story is about. It's 
it, it's kind of old news if you know about this, but Epic, but not Epic, uh, Sony really does not like crossplay at all whatsoever um you know I, I don't know if you knew if if you're into multiplayer games it was a big story you know from you know two or th uh, two or three years ago where xbox and nintendo and pc like if you had certain games you know if you had it on xbox nintendo or pc uh those consoles would allow cross play so if you played so if so meaning if you had a friend who you both played the same game but you both had different consoles uh, you could still play that game together it didn't matter if if you had if you were playing on different consoles or not sony was really was really stingy about this they did not want anything to do with crossplay and it ultimately came down to money because you know if you know if sony if people were using started playing consoles with Sony users outside of outside of using a PlayStation Sony would lose money and so they said no you gotta stick to Sony if you want to play multiplayer games you know using the console and it finally came to a head like the solution that they came up with because Sony now they've become more leaning on crossplay but the catch is that uh, the game developers who want crossplay as for Sony, Sony charges the developers has to pay like a, a a reoccurring fee if you want if they want that game to be to have crossplay features. No, literally no one else does that. X, neither Xbox or Switch do do it, and no, and Steam or Epic Games they don't do that either. So, uh, it's yeah. But Noah, briefly, within like the next minute or two, <laughs> what 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 do you think of the, of this story? Uh, now let me think about this for a minute or two. Uh well, I don't. Well, in that case, I don't think you have time to uh, give your opinion. Then, so 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 sorry. But oh well, would you look at that? We've only have a minute left till till the show ends. Thank you all so much. <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching this episode of or listening to this episode of Tom's Pop and Radio Show. Uh, as you can see, we promised this would be either a great episode or a train wreck. Glad we could get the latter done. Um, so it's it's been, it's been a blast. It, it has we're, been a blast. We've been, we've been glad to bring you this content, and until you hear from us again. Yes, and uh, we still have uh, 30 more seconds, so I'll say this. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we might do, we, th there might be a couple more episodes we might be doing, uh, bonus episodes, uh, uh, if you will, or we may continue this as part of like an internship, but you never know. Uh, there's so many possibilities, and with still about 10 seconds left, I love you guys. It's been so f good being a part of this, and yeah, take care, guys. We'll see you all. Later in the future. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>